Hi, this is Dr. Shanitra Cuthbertson, and this is the Emmaus One Podcast. This podcast aims to strengthen your faith and edify your soul. Walk with us as we walk with the one on the Emmaus Road. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning. I'd like to welcome you to Emmaus Church, to our online service this morning. We thank you for joining us this morning. We're just going to open up our time with a word of prayer. Join me as I pray this morning. God, we bless you this morning. We honor you this morning. God, we are grateful that this is the day that you have made. God, we declare that whether we are at home, whether we are confined, Lord God, that even in the midst of corona, that this is the day that you have made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. God, we thank you that your mercies are new every morning, Lord God, and daily you load us with benefits. Even in the midst of this, you give new mercies every morning, and we thank you for it. God, we thank you for your word this morning because your word tells us that it's sharper than any two-edged sword, Lord God. God, that it's sharper than any two-edged sword, and God, that it divides, Lord God. God, we pray that your word would do the dividing this morning. God, that you would cut out things that are not helpful to us, that you would cut out anxiety and fear and dread, Lord God, that you would cut out things that are distracting us and, and blinding us and causing us to be fearful at this time. God, we ask that you would speak through your word. God, we ask these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. At this time, as you know, we're having online services because we are not allowed to gather in more than groups of 10. But one of the main reflections that I've had this week is that although we cannot come to a building, that a building does not make up the church. We are the church without the building. We, are, we were the church before a building. Matter of fact, in the book of Acts, it said that 120 met in the upper room when the Holy Spirit came. They were at a home. God, we thank you that you move even if we're at home. God, we will make our homes this week the sanctuary for your presence and your word. So as I was studying and, and, and determining what I would preach this morning, I was praying, and one of the things that I was looking in is the book of Hebrews. And the Holy Spirit began to bring to me Hebrews 11. Now I'm just going to read the first verse of Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, the first verse says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's the word of the Lord. As I looked at that verse, I began to research it, and, and it starts out with now faith, now faith, now faith, now faith. And that just began to leap off the pages to me because of the moment that we're in right now. We are in a now faith moment, and Hebrews tells us that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But if you read your Bible or you study your Bible, you will come to learn that the Bible was not written with chapter and verse the way we read it. So if if you go back a little bit to chapter 10, you'll understand why the writer is shifting to a place where he says, now faith. So I want to read Hebrews 10, um, 35 through 39, because I think it's going to encourage you. I think it's going to encourage you and it's going to add some context 
to verse 1 of chapter 11. So Hebrews 10, 35 through 39. And it reads, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while and he is coming and will he will come and not will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith but if anyone draws back my soul has no pleasure in him and verse 39 says but we are not of those who draw back to perdition but of those who believe to the saving of the soul I'm gonna read verse 39 one more time because verse 39 sets up the context for chapter 11, verse 1. Verse 39 says, we are not of those who draw back. We are not in the midst of this crisis at this time. We are not of those who draw back, but we are of those who believe to the saving of the soul. And then the writer flips over and says, now faith is. So he's opening up what was in chapter 10, verse 39. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. He has set these two verses, 39 and verse 1, against each other in a way that says, because we are not of those who turn back, because we're not ones that will leave, because we are those that believe to the saving of the soul, because that's who we are, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And that is where... We are right now. We are in a now faith moment. Your faith is more real now probably than it has been in a long time. You have to have faith for for, to see this thing through because we can't we don't know what's coming next. We don't know what will happen. We have text messages that are flying around and and Facebook things and people making uh, uh, warnings on word documents and sending them out and saying they're from the government. I mean, we got all kind of crazy stuff going on. But now faith is and that's the title of our message this morning is settled in faith because that's our goal of this message that after we hear this that we would be settled in our faith so this morning we're going to ask Abraham to help us out we're going to ask the father of faith to help us out and understand how we should be moving at this moment In chapter 11, and we know it as the hall of faith, it mentions Abraham. It mentions Abraham in verse 8. It says, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Abraham, not knowing where he was going, could not see with certainty, had not full answers from God 
All he had was a direction that this man was able to move on his faith and leave his father's house. And because of that, he is in, he's in what we call the hall of faith. And then chapter 11, verse 17 through 19, it talks about Abraham again. It says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, who had received the promise, offered up his only son, begotten, of whom it was said, in Isaac, your seed shall be called. Concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. So one of the two things we just learned about Abraham. Abraham moved when God told him to, even though he was uncertain. Abraham moved when God told him to, even though he was uncertain. Abraham took what was dear to him and offered it up to God in faith. He did all these things by faith. And so I got one more verse before we go on. Romans 4, 16 through 19. This is Paul writing, and it says, Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also of those who are of faith, of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Who took, who contrary to hope, in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. Who contrary to hope believed so that he became the father of many nations, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. So this morning we use Abraham as our example of faith. We use his movement in uncertainty. We use his willingness to sacrifice all that he had in Isaac. But most of the things we want from Abraham this morning is to understand his faith. Is to understand his faith. Because we know the story. We know that Abraham was not always in this settled place in his faith, his faith. We know that Abraham at one point thought that Eleazar, a servant born in his house, would be the heir because God had not came through on the promise. We know the mess between um, Ishmael and Hagar. We know how him and Sarah messed up and began to try to bring about the, the, the will of God on their own. We know the story. We know that Abraham was not always settled in his faith. So we're not talking about that moment. We're trying to gather from Abraham this morning exactly what happened in his soul the moment he got settled in his faith enough to offer his child, enough to move. 
When Abraham got all of the anxiety and the doubt out of his system, when Abraham refused to let the time between the promise and the manifestation discourage him, the Bible said he hoped against hope. And that is our hope this morning, that we would begin to hope against hope, that we may be settled in our faith. Because hope in God is what we need right now. Hope in God is what is required right now. It says that the now faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. Faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. Because hope in God is not wishful thinking that something might possibly happen. Hope in God, in fact, is assurance It is the certainty that God will be faithful to his promise without the knowledge of knowing when he will do it. It is the assurance that your God will show up on your behalf. That's hope. We're not wishfully thinking that corona will flatten. We are not wishfully thinking that something good might happen in this economy. No, indeed, instead of that, we are assured that the God who is faithful, who promises to be faithful, to which the Bible says is not a man that he should lie, we are assured that he will take care of his own. So we are not wishfully thinking. That's not hope. The Bible says, why does one hope for what he sees? We are trying to grasp the kind of hope that faith is the substance of. We are trying to grab the kind of hope that doesn't need to know exactly the timeline for when all of this is over. We are trying to grasp the kind of hope that is assured in the God in which we believe. And Abraham had that hope. That's why I said he hoped against hope. What that saying means that he hoped against hope, it means that Abraham hoped when there was seemingly nothing to hope for. Her womb is dead. I can't have kids. I'm a hundred years old. When there was nothing to hope for, the Bible says that when Abraham was settled in his faith, he hoped anyway. Because his hope was not based on wishful thinking. It was based on assurance. And he was not always there. But when he got there, He settled down, and he believed God. He believed God over the reality that his eyes captured over his age. He believed God over the the wisdom of man. He believed God over literal scientific facts of reproduction. He believed God, and we have to do the same thing right now. We have to believe God over every news report. We have to believe God over every new count. We have to believe God over every new ordinance and regulation and recommendation. We have to believe God because we hope in God, not because we hope wishfully, but because we are assured in the God that we believe when Abraham got settled in his faith verse 20 said he staggered not at the promise through unbelief but was strong in faith so when you look at the whole story we get to see his hiccups and his mess ups but when Abraham got settled in faith it is what verse 20 echoes he did not stagger at the promise through unbelief. I'm asking us this morning, don't stagger in unbelief. Don't stagger in fear. Don't stagger in anxiety. Believe God. 
Because Abraham, without the miracle of the manifestation in his hands, gave glory to God. Because his hope was as real to him as the manifestation was. That is our our hope for this morning. That is our, our thing to grasp from Abraham this morning. God, I want my assurance in you to be as real as if everything was all right on the outside. I want my hope in you to be so real that if I have to look at everything that's going left and still hope anyway, that I would be able to do that, that we would be able to do that. There is nothing new under the sun. This is not the first pandemic. We serve the creator of the universe who has walked with humanity throughout all time. And at no point did he ever fail to walk with humanity. He is God with us. And he lives to ever make intercessions for us, the Bible says. So what do we want to do today? We want to get settled in our faith. Let's settle down. Let's settle down. Let's settle down. If this thing has done anything, is that it has taught us about the non-essentials. It has taught us about rest. It has taught us about how much we move and do things. It has taught us how much we tried to live life without the God who made us. Now we can see that we need him, that our hope in him is what's going to keep us at this moment, that the peace he gives is what's guarding our hearts and minds. Now we see and we will know. And I believe God is calling the church at this time to demonstrate the anointing beyond a show, to demonstrate the anointing beyond all the theatrics that we've added. And it's not that they're bad, but what this time is showing us is that they're not needed. We need God in the spirit of God. And that's it. So this morning I implore you, no matter where you are, no matter what is causing you anxiety or fear or dread, I challenge you this morning to hope against hope. Despite whatever your bank account looks like, whatever you think it might look like in the coming weeks and months, regardless of uncertainty about the future, I want us to settle down and have faith and remain hopeful. Here's why. Here's why. Because Abraham taught us some more. Verse 21 says, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Abraham got settled. And once he settled down, he was fully persuaded, fully assured that God's arms are not short His eyes are not closed. His heart is not hard. He sees, he hears, and he will move. And he will move. It says he was fully persuaded. Are you fully persuaded? Abraham was persuaded that God would move, persuaded that God was faithful. 
This week, I want us to take a page from the life of Abraham. I want us to relax. Not callously relax, but I want us to relax every negative emotion that is trying to take over minds. There are people around that are reporting high levels of anxiety, headaches and chest pains and different things that are pertaining to the continual news cycle of what we're seeing. We got to remember God is good. God is faithful. God is here. And God will move. God will move. So I want us to pray. You can bow your heads. Lord, we pray right now for every individual who is listening or watching this particular service. God, we pray right now that you would cover them in your blood. We pray you would cover them. We ask that you would cover their homes. God, right now we ask for every home that is being touched through this broadcast. God, we ask that you would begin to fill that place. We ask that the individuals listening would make their home a sanctuary, a place of worship, a place where your glory can dwell. We ask that our homes would be the sanctuary. We ask that we remember that your church, your church has never been confined to walls. They are the church right there in their homes. They are the church, God, and we pray right now that you would bring peace to their homes. God, we come against every spirit of discouragement, anxiety, fear, suicide even, infirmity, loneliness, and selfishness, all these things that have arisen out of this crisis. God, we ask that the Holy Spirit would reign in all the homes of your people. God, we will defy discouragement, anxiety, fear, suicide, infirmity, loneliness, and selfishness. We will defy these things with faith and hope. We will defy them with assurance, not in who we are, but in who you are. Lord, your word says that if we have faith the size of a mustard seed, that we can move mountains. But Lord, I heard Dr. Bob Utley say, it is not so much the size of our faith, but the object of our faith that matters. The reason why a little bit of faith could move a mountain is because the object of that faith is Jesus Christ himself. God, we thank you. God, we thank you that we can take the faith that we do have and move mountains in this moment, move mountains in our homes, mountains in finances, mountains in our psyches, Lord God. God, that our faith can move mountains because it is the substance of assurance. It is assured evidence of stuff we cannot see. God, we thank you for loving us in this moment enough that we would take command of who we are and our homes, Lord God, in you. We ask that we find the same settledness, the same place of settledness that Abraham found in you. We ask that we find that same place that made him immovable. We ask that we find that same place that no matter what we are looking at, what we are going through, 
and what our circumstances suggest we should be feeling like. We ask that we find that same place, Lord God, that hoped against hope. We ask that we would get persuaded this morning. Persuaded, Lord God, that this word is indeed true and faithful is the God who sent it. At the end of the day, Lord God, salvation is still real. At the end of the day, you have still prepared a place for us. At the end of the day, this is not all that there is. Even for those that have lost their lives through the coronavirus, it's still not over. God, we learned that Abraham was ready to give up Isaac because he believed so much. He was so assured that he said that even if I had to kill him, God could bring him from the dead. Even for those who have lost their lives to this, it's not over for them even. And we bless you for that, Jesus. We bless you that death does not have a sting. We bless you because all power is in your hand. And all authorities are subject to you. You are God and you are God over this entire world. We pray this world would hear you. We pray this world would capture your spirit. We pray this world would kneel in reverence to you. And we pray because you taught us that we could ask. We humble ourselves, God. We repent for the ways we forgot you, for the ways we move without you. We repent, God, and we ask that you move this coronavirus, Lord God. We ask that you would look on those in hospitals. We ask that you would supernaturally bring about the materials needed to bring about natural healing. We ask for the supernatural healing where things seem short. But with all that, God, we ask that the faith of the world would stand up. We ask that the assurance of the church in whom she serves would stand up. We ask that the church would know who she is and who the bridegroom is and show that in this moment. Show peace, show love. Show assurance, so much so that someone might ask, what must I do to be saved? God, we love you today. We love you today. We love you because you're the initiator of all of this. We come to you in prayer, but you've already waited on us. You've already waited on us. We pray this morning to have now faith, now faith, now faith, now faith, God. Assured and hopeful that although we have no idea the timing, you indeed will come through. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe and share. We would like to take this moment to thank our mission partners, for your continued support of the Emmaus Ministries. If you would like to become a partner of Emmaus Ministries, visit us at 
Emmaus1.org. God bless, and we'll see you next week on the Emmaus Road.